Hello, everyone. Welcome to BizQuick. Today on the podcast, we have Mike Parnell. He is with MPC Builders, and he's going to talk to us today about philanthropy and how um, that affects his business and his clients. That's right. You're listening to BizQuick. This is where Julie and Corey provide quick and useful information to small business owners. BizQuick is the podcast where small business owners get to showcase their businesses and receive expert advice and guidance in areas many entrepreneurs struggle with. And you, the listener, get solutions, tips, and tricks on real-world topics that many small business owners face. Julie and Corey are the experts small businesses hire when they need solutions. And the BizQuick podcast is just one way they deliver those solutions. Let's start the show. Hey guys, thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us, Mike. My pleasure. All right, Mike, let's let's jump right into it. Can you just kind of give our listeners an overview of what MPC Builders does, like where you're located and just what it is that what you focus on in, in terms of your business? Yeah, sure. So um, uh, we're located in, uh, headquartered in uh, Manasquan, New Jersey which is along the Jersey Shore, um, about an hour south of New York City, uh, an hour west or east of uh, Philadelphia. And we also have a satellite office in Swedesboro, New Jersey, that services the Philadelphia market. Um, Philly, we are 100% uh, commercial constructors, um, primarily working at Temple University and a couple of the large uh, real estate uh, investment trusts out there that own office buildings and warehouses and restaurants and what, what have you. Uh, and then in the New Jersey market, uh, which I uh, head up, we um, are primarily custom home builders along the, the coast, um, single family custom homes. And uh, we also do the occasional um, uh, commercial project. We've built everything from restaurants to um fitness centers, higher ed buildings, medical offices, uh, pretty much you name it. Um, so yeah, we're, we're, we're pretty diverse. We like to uh, try to keep that split as close to 50-50 from a revenue standpoint as possible so that in the, in the event that residential has a downturn, you know, we're not wiped out and vice versa. And right now it's a really a boom in the residential market um, even despite the shutdowns from COVID and everything, it's actually caused uh, a huge spike in, uh, in the coastal area about an hour south of New York City. Um, so ironically, you know, we went from fearing uh, COVID was going to, you know, have a major impact on our revenue over the next 12 months to probably, you know, double our revenue from last year um, uh, because of the amount of people that are looking to move down our way uh, that used to have to live either in the city or within a real short commute of, of Manhattan. Nice. Wow. That's, that's good news for you. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. You know, I, I kind of felt um, almost guilty about it because so many of my, my friends are business owners and, uh, and, you know, I mean, I actually had to shut a business um, back in May. We, we had opened a, um, a uh, kids ninja warrior gym um and we were just getting going we we're like five months in and this totally just shut us down i mean we would have still been closed um so after three months of no end in sight as far as uh 
you know, the business being shut down, indoor, you know, higher occupant type of uh, gym. Um, we just decided to pull the plug. But um, so many of my business, my friends are business owners and just seeing them go through all this stuff, it's, it's been difficult. It was difficult for a while to be happy about how well we were doing and how well our future is because you just, I don't, I don't know, you almost feel guilty. Um, but, you know, someone told me the other day, you, there's plenty of other markets where you're getting crushed and other people are, are sound uh, with real estate particularly. So you got to, you know, do what you can, try to help people along the way as much as you can and, uh, you know, take, take it while the going's good. So did you have any, like, any, like with the, the boom in business that you had, especially on the residential side there, was there anything that you had to do um, to, to deal with that, um, that growth, that sudden growth? And, and I mean, how did, you, how did you get through it? So there's uh, most of our pop uh, has been happening over the last couple of months. And with construction, there's always a lag between when you first start contacting a client and when the construction actually commences. So, you know, usually, usually, you know, your typical house from the time the lead comes in to the time that people end up moving in is at least a year, depending on the size of the house, larger homes, even longer, because, you know, you're, we, we budget the house conceptually for them. You know, if you came to us and say, Hey, we're looking at this lot, but we have no idea what the house is going to cost us. Um, I would sit down with you, conceptualize the budget. You'd say, all right, it's, you know, this many square feet, this many bedrooms and bathrooms. I want, you know, this level of trim on the inside and the outside kind of looks like this picture. And, and we kind of conceptualize the budget from that. And then we recommend what architects you should uh, contact to do the construction drawings, file permits, finalize the budget. And then we're off and running in construction, which is anywhere from, you know, six, seven months up to, you know, a year plus, depending on how big the house is. So it's a long process. Um, we are in the middle of that upfront, you know, uh, planning and budgeting stage right now with probably seven or eight clients uh, at, at once right now. So one set of plans is filed for permits. The others are still in the design phase. So depending on you know, how soon everything actually goes forward with, with permitting and when construction will start, you will probably be in the position to hire one, one more manager, I believe, um, maybe four or five months from now as the work really gets going out in the field. Because um, all of these opportunities really won't pick up on site for another four months, three to four months, I would say. So, you know, late fall, early winter, through the entire you know 2021 calendar year we'll be really humming out in the field um and, and we'll be in the position to uh to probably hire good for you so i know that you have a um unique approach to running your business in terms of how you work with your clients with this sort of open book approach can you talk to us a little bit about why what that is why you took it on and how that makes a difference for your clients Sure, I'd love to. So um, my background is large-scale commercial construction. I built uh, the MLS soccer stadium for the New York Red Bulls. It was one of my last projects before I started my company. I also built the Conrad New York Hotel. That was a $120 million hotel. So my background is, is big, complex, detailed projects. 
And when I started my company on my own, um, I wanted to bring, you know, I wanted to, to have some aspects where separates us from the average, you know, small commercial or, or custom home builder uh, in the markets that we were going to be um, competing in. So, you know, after, you know, talking to people and, and obviously hearing horror stories of, uh, I'll focus on residential because that's our, our, where I think our big differentiator is um, and where our business is going. You know, the, 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 the constant um, complaints were poor communication, um, you know, people not doing what they say they're going to do. Uh, budgets are minimal and confusing, you know, not very clear. We don't know where our money's being spent. Uh, there's always overruns, change orders that can't really be explained uh, and schedule, schedule misses. So every one of those aspects are what we're trained to be great on in the commercial world and what we have to be. You know, I went to school for construction management at East Carolina University. So, you know, I, I actually have a degree in this. Um, and then, you know, 10 and a half years in the field building almost a half a billion dollars worth of construction projects. So for clients like Goldman Sachs, Princeton University, you know, Red Bull uh, from Austria. So you can't be weak in any of those areas where the typical home builder is weak. So that was our, our uh, you know, unique ability. That was our, our differentiator right there. So from the get-go, whether I was building, you know, when we first start, when we first opened, I would do any type of project. I'd build a deck, you know, redo a bathroom, but I had the same level of detail in our budgets, in our communication, in our contract, you know, stating exactly what was included, what the costs were for each item in an open book manner. Um, that's how those big projects in the commercial world are run. You know, the, the whole project is an open book, even showing how much the profit at the company is going to be making, what percentage of that, uh, direct work cost uh, of construction we're going to be marking up and um, we brought that to the residential world and it's really been a really been a game changer I think people really appreciate you know that I, I like to say we educate our clients um, as opposed to you know keep those cards close to your vest as in like a you know defensive protective uh, measure sure speaking as someone who once had a $27,000 tile bill the day before closing I appreciate that approach very much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's what we try to avoid, you know, entirely. Um, you know, we, we, we steer our clients to the right uh, resources and vendors when they're picking out those different, you know, material allowances. And, you know, I, I'm not going to tell you, you know, your tile is going to be a dollar a square foot in your master bathroom and then you you go and spend $22 a square foot you know we have all that communication and coordination of the design up front so that our our original contract unless you decide to upgrade something along the way um, is pretty much the cost of you know the final cost of construction okay and Mike you have a, a connection to a particular uh, charity that you donate uh, a portion of your profits to every year um, or month or, or whatever that is. Uh, do you want to tell us about the, the charity and how Yeah. That, so, um, and also if you wouldn't mind, just kind of tell us about how it, it just like you work it into your business as well, like your culture. Yep. Yep. So um, uh, three, three years ago in a couple of weeks, 
my daughter was diagnosed with a really rare autoimmune disease um, called juvenile myositis, and it's um, it affects two to four two to four children out of a million uh, in the U.S. a year, uh, so it's super rare. Um, and with any rare disease, the funding and uh, research for treatments is, you know, kind of, kind of, uh, you know, not a priority for, for companies. It's not a big money maker. Um, you know, pharmaceutical companies aren't gonna aren't going to, you know, really turn a profit uh, selling to you know two to four patients out of a million. So um, there's a foundation that we got involved with early on. Uh, more for like emotional support and information than anything initially um, because it's so rare, you know, there was you know, five other kids that we know of in New Jersey that had this uh, uh, condition. So we um, got involved with the Cure JM Foundation. It's the only foundation supporting this disease. Um, and after about a year of just getting my daughter treatment and getting her disease under control, and really processing it uh, on our own, we started doing some fundraising for the foundation, and um, did you know participated in their holiday challenge and their walks and whatnot. And then a year ago, um, uh, how I met Julie was, was through uh, the Jesse Itzler programs, and um, he I was at a conference in Ohio, and Jesse was one of the keynotes. And he was talking about 29029 and I was, I was thinking, oh, you know, that'd be great. Like I, I'll do this event. It's like perfect because the disease attacks like your, your leg and muscle strength and your shoulder strength. And, you know, what a, what a greater, you know, tie to raising money for this, for this disease than, you know, a grueling endurance event. So um, I signed up for that, started raising money for the event and set a really high goal. Uh, to raise a hundred thousand dollars over the over the year um, and the, which the event is scheduled to take place in October, so I raised about uh, probably about you know twenty I was about fifteen thousand dollars around christmas and i 'm like how am i going how am I going to hit this goal um, and what uh, you know I, I was reading about different organizations like tom 's and other um, uh, what 's the uh, What's the outdoors company? Um, Cotopaxi. Julie, Cotopaxi. Yes. Yeah. So I was re I was listening and reading to their story, and I'm like, you know, I got we got to do this with with our building company. Um, you know, it, what who who else are you going to pick? You know, when everything's neck and neck, and this guy can build your house, and that guy can build your house, and the budgets are the same, like why wouldn't you go to the guy who's going to don donate 10% of the profit? So, um, so we decided to do that and, and we announced it uh, on social media and put it on our website. And, and so 10% of the profit of every one of the contracts that we secure um, will uh, on, uh, at the first billing gets donated to the Cure JM foundation. And we started doing that this year. Um, and, you know, I don't know if it was due to that or, just for, you know, from good karma, but, um, you know, in the past six months, we've, we've got more leads, uh, for new homes and, and projects than we've ever had in, you know, a six month period in, in the history of our eight year history of our company. So, 
um, I think we're on the right track by, by doing so. We wanted to take a quick break to tell you more about SB Pace, the small business consulting company that makes this podcast possible. SB Pace, which stands for Small Business Planning, Advising, Coaching, Expertise, focuses solely on helping small businesses and entrepreneurs. Are you looking to start a small business of your own? SB Pace can get you up and running with a solid foundation that's built to last. Are you an existing small business in a slump or just looking for ways to improve what you do? We can help with that. Are you ready to take your business to the next level? SB Pace is the partner you need. You can find out more about SB Pace and what we have to offer by visiting our website, sbpace.com. So how do you, you promoted it on social media. Do you, is it right on your website that you guys donate 10%? Yeah, we wrote, yeah, we put a blog post on our site uh, with a picture of my daughter and background story and, um, you know, and, and stated that, you know, 10% uh, of your contract, not your contract, the prof, our profit in your contract, 10% of that will go to, uh, to the foundation. So it's really, you know, for me personally, um, it's really shifted the mindset of, of, you know, growing the business and also like the, you know, when you tie something emotional to any challenge that you're up against, you've got like this inert, you know, extra strength or extra motivation to, uh, to continue. So, um, to me, you know, when I get a new lead coming in, you know, all these opportunities, I'm now excited that, you know, Hey, you know, if I book, you know, $5 million, if I book $5 million worth of work and, you know, I have a projected $500,000 profit, all that, you know, 50 grand is going to go towards my, towards my goal. And that's how I'm seeing those things now and, and being able to make a bigger impact by our company making a bigger impact uh, in our market. And it's exciting. Have you been able to partner with like potentially any other businesses to, uh, you know, help that charity or to, you know, just grow your business in general because of that? You know, I haven't yet. That's a good, that's a good idea. Um, and, and something I should pursue because uh, I, I really would like to. Um, and a lot, of, not a lot, of, not a lot of uh, businesses, I think, have a, a named charity um, that they contribute to. And, you know, I, that was one thing I noticed I was doing. I was volunteering for this organization and that organization. I'd raise a little money for them, a little money for this one, and now I try to, to you know, focus all my energy and all my impact on this one cause. And uh, I think it's more efficient that way. Sure. I mean, and I was also thinking. I mean, since since the since this disease is so rare the there's probably a community out there of, of parents that that I, you i would assume are, are probably a part of and and there's i would i would wager that a portion of them are also small business owners um, yeah so yeah yeah that's that that's the idea i, I created a uh, a um, facebook and instagram page uh, sent to a cure um is the name of our fundraiser for this. I've been considering actually uh, creating a non uh, 501c3 uh, to do this long-term so that it's, you know, our company is funding that, that nonprofit and then that nonprofit's making the donation just to kind of clean it up and, and possibly get people, um, uh, other, other businesses and even uh, some of our clients who are also, also business owners to donate to, uh, to that charity. Um, yeah, so that's a great idea. It is a really good idea. Um, I want to um, kind of pivot back to one of the things that you were talking about when we first started recording. You were talking about having that sort of guilt that 
your business was doing really, really well when there were so many other people that were struggling. Um, what, what advice have you given to um, other small business owners who are struggling to kind of help them kind of see their way through this? Yeah. Um, um, you know, we had a, uh, we had a, uh, uh, an issue come up a couple of years ago, um, a year and a half ago. Um, actually coming up on two years ago. So we had, I was at, right now we have three employees and um, I was up to like nine, like three years ago. And um, we had a couple of big projects. We, you know, we were humming along, um, you know, growing pretty quickly. We, we were actually on the Inc. 5000 list three times in a row um, from, you know, the, the growth in our revenue. Um, and, you know, you know, as you're growing and, and you're feeling good, you're not, I think you can have the tendency of not really looking deep in the weeds of, you know, how you're doing financially and you're just, you got the revenue rolling in, you know, you got projects going, you hi, you hire for need rather than, you know, more, a more uh, targeted approach, you know, from a revenue and, and profit growth uh, planning standpoint. So we were up to like nine employees and, um, and we had a couple big projects in the works, like two year, two falls ago. And within like, you know, around between no, uh, November and December, both of them fell through, like rugs swept right up from under us. And I found myself like super overstaffed. Um, and, you know, when you're, when you're a small business, you, you know, you're real close with, with, the, with your employees. I mean, we had, you know, family barbecues and we'd go away. I'd take them, take employees down to ECU for football game, college football games. And, you know, we were like a close knit little family. So when I found myself in this position and had to, and had to lay people off, um, you know, it was tough. It was really tough. And, uh, I, I was like shaking. Um, and I, I felt like I was like, like I was a failure basically. And by going through that, um, you know, it helped me. I first identify that I was look like the, I was looking at my own personal like worth and success tied to the business success. And you know, things happen in a business, and you know, I don't even know what the statistics are. Like seven out of ten fail, or even higher than that, right? Nine out of ten. Uh, especially before a certain amount of years, you know, we're eight and a half years in, this was like six and a half years in. Um, so I, 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 you know, I was, I was looking at more from an ego standpoint, like, Oh my God, what are people going to think of me? Like, you know, I've got all these lame awards on the wall and like, and then I'm going to fail. Like, you know, I'm, I'm overstaffed. I didn't plan this right. You know, and, and, and ha in business things happen, you know, the, the unknowns hit, you know, things get canceled at a left field that, you know, for no reason you could possibly anticipate or plan for. Um, so by going through that, I've now been able to separate like my own ego from the success of a business and my own like self-worth from the success of a business. And so that, that's, that's really what I've been saying to a few good friends of mine that like, you know, if you have to start over from this, like it's not the end of the world. Like maybe, maybe this is a sign that you need to change your business model. You know, maybe, you know, if, if the world's going to change, you, you're going to need to change with it. You know, one of my friends has a, uh, a fitness studio up in Hoboken 
and he was shut for three and a half, almost four months. We were going on hikes because he wasn't able to work and um, talk for hours during those. And, and I was, I was just saying to him, you know, this might be a sign that you need to get out of Hoboken. You know, you know, he just got married the past year and they're looking to have kids and, you know, maybe that's not, uh, you know, the right situation for you anymore and to not look at it so personally. And like, it's the, you know, if your business has to close and possibly reopen it in a different form that it's like the end of the world, like you're a failure, even though you worked, you know, your butt off and, and put everything you had in this business, it doesn't mean it, you know, it's a business. It's a, you know, it's one chapter in, in your success story and it doesn't have to be the only chapter. So that, that brings up an interesting question that I have and, you know, just advice that you might have for people because most small business owners, they like their business is an extension. of So anything that happens, they, they take it personally, good or bad. It's, it's, you know, it's a reflection of them. So how, uh, I mean, what advice would you give to, to anybody out there listening who, who might be in that situation and, you know, and the best way to, you know, possibly detach yourself, at least emotionally. Yeah. I mean, um, uh, I, w- I was talking about this the other day, like I used to take every, you know, in construction, there's smooth days and there's really bumpy days, you know, the weather turns, the, you know, something goes wrong, a delivery doesn't show up. Like there's, there's ups and downs constantly. And I used to be so worried about every little bump in the road and, oh my God, what's my client going to think? And how's that going to reflect? And, and, you know, I need their, their reference and referral for the next client and, and literally every little bump. And you cannot do that to yourself or, you know, I think the, the lesson I learned from that is that people look at, you know, if you do the best you can do on a daily basis and communicate, you know, deliver the bad news just as well as you deliver the good news that your clients, you know, at the end of the project, at the end of the, at uh, the outcome, they're going to look at, at like the big picture, you know, no one's going to remember every little bump on the road over an eight month period that when, as long as you end well and the finished product is what you promised, you know, that's what everybody's going to remember. They're not going to remember, you know, every little step of the way. Um, you know, how that translates to, to every businesses. I mean, you know, you, you get a bad review here and there if you're a retail person, um, you know, restaurant reviews, you know, some people are just going to give you a bad review regardless. Um, you know, so I think you just, you can't take it. You can't worry about everyone's opinion because you're not going to please everyone all the time. Um, and you certainly can't, can't, take a negative review or a negative comment personally as like an indictment on yourself. Uh, as long as you live, you know, in a way that you are given 110% of yourself at, at, at every given time. All right, Mike, uh, we're going to have to wrap it up. So is there anything else you wanted to add? Anything that uh, we forgot to cover today? Um, um, tell us where we can connect with you. Yeah. So um, our uh, uh, Facebook is MPC builders. Um, Instagram is at MPC builders and our website is mpcbuilders.net. Um, and I'm, I'm Michael Parnell underscore NJ on Instagram. Um, yeah. If you'd like to get involved with our, uh, our fundraiser, 
um, you can go to our, any of our Facebook or Instagram um, pages, and there's a link to the uh, fundraiser in the bio. And that will help people to donate to your 29029 charity as well? Yeah, so, yep, so it'll, it'll, it'll go, it'll, it's our Ascent to a Cure fundraiser. 100% uh, of the proceeds go to the Cure JM Foundation. Great. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you and, for having me. Yeah. Thanks, Mike. Um, and for all of our listeners out there, you can connect with us on um, all the social media sites. So uh, not all of them, but the major ones, Twitter, LinkedIn, uh, Instagram, and Facebook. And you can connect with us on our websites at sbpace.com and bizquickpodcast.com. Um, and make sure that you subscribe to our podcast. So wherever you are downloading and listening from, you can subscribe and we would love it if you gave us a like and a review because the reviews help. Feel free to reach out to us through social media on our website, whatever uh, is your preference to let us know if there's anything, any kind of topics that you want to cover um, or if you want to be on the podcast as well. Lastly, we have a book out. It's Seriously Now What? A Small Business Guide to Disaster Preparedness. You can get that on Amazon or you can just go to our site and click through to purchase it on Amazon, but it's out there both digital and physical. Perfect. Thanks again. I'm Julie. And I'm Corey. And this is BizQuick, helping small businesses across America.